Startups have the benefit or luxury of building their culture and their approach to delivering technology from scratch. For a 150-year-old retailer, not so much. We instead had to focus on changing very deeply embedded ones, which is no small task. Perhaps you've been asked to be more agile, either literally implement the methodology or just be more nimble and increase your speed to market. We hear things like fail fast, innovate, be disruptive, test and learn. And while executives in our organization say that, do they really mean it? Because sometimes we're penalized or incentivized for other things. Or maybe you um, have actually and have a plan to do this, but you're being um, blocked by these negative Nancys, naysayers, who are really um, focused on not losing visibility, influence, and power within the organization. Or maybe you've actually tried this and had some success, but you've been able to keep those naysayers at bay because you've been a small pilot off to the side where you're not mission critical. And as you scale, you threaten to really disrupt things. For us, three years ago, we came to this conference and we drank the Kool-Aid big time. We totally were aligned with a philosophy and while the message was largely geared towards startups who by definition needed to be lean, we asked ourselves, just because we have deep pockets and extensive resources, why shouldn't we be a lean main fighting machine as well? So we went back, we built our first hypothesis backlog of how we would implement lean. We asked for a wee bit of money and we got some base-like metrics and started executing our first team. So we spent a year testing and learning on our approach. And what we found was that we could get quantitative results. We actually could deliver more customer value for less cost. So we were asked to scale. And within two years, 30% of our capital spend was with lean teams. But this was not a walk in the park. This is, like Janelle said, is a 150-year-old company. And there was a lot of, that's the way we do things here. So we had to combat that. And what we want to talk to you about is what we did to do that. The first thing is attacking those naysayers. We shifted the conversation from an emotional one. This is never going to work. The sky is going to fall, and this is going to really ruin my life this way, to one that was grounded in logic based on real data from results as well as sharing work in progress. We also ate our own dog food and had build, measure, learn cycles about how we adopted lean in the organization. We got data back, we listened to the word on the street, and then we had the humility to share that with the organization that we were changing. We also realized that we had to balance the very real constraints of a large publicly traded enterprise with the spirit of letting the teams find their sweet spot. So we didn't go fully wheels off and we didn't overly prescribe. Instead, we built guardrails and let the teams play within them. And lean doesn't mean unprepared. So you need to be buttoned up on the training and your tactical approach for how you're gonna implement lean within your organization. This helps reduce the noise and allows teams to focus on what really matters. The first year of scaling, though, we struggled with common language and practice for moving from test mode to full scale. So we created this MOST model. It helped the teams easily communicate the state of each hypothesis as it moved through our cycles. Uh, while we had great results, and our executives as a result wanted us to apply this approach peanut butter style to every project that we were doing, we realized that lead didn't really fit 99% of what we were doing. It was only a smaller portion. Sometimes the I's needed to be dotted and the T's had to be crossed, and so we developed criteria about which products were leanable and which weren't. We also looked at when we scaled our number of teams, we had to scale the support around them with resources like creative design and analytics and experimentation. Also, Lean isn't just about delivering outcomes. It's about creating these high-functioning teams. We did this through training. We also call it brainwashing. But we continue to encourage them to be entrepreneurs. 
And by doing that, we created teams that we could apply to any customer problem. We also created Lean Evangelists. This is an actual title at Macy's.com. And these guys, they're not coaches, they're not trainers, they're on the ground in the teams every day, and they're also our ear to the ground as we scale. But most importantly, we changed the culture within Macy's.com. We did this by um, implementing the phrase, culture eats process for lunch. We, we live it and breathe it every day. And what that means for the teams is that they have a community of practice, and they have lean summits, and they recognize each other. And it allows them to feel empowered, they're close to the customer, and they really work towards delivering the maximum value for the minimum investment. So if you're thinking about doing lean in a big way in your organization, don't create a process. You have to create a groundswell from the bottom up to create that lean movement.